This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Now, conscious parenting expert Anissa Asharifi, she is back from teaching workshops and we're going to be looking at some of the biggest issues that came up there. Plus, as we know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will be welcoming their first baby in the spring. And on a weekend rugby game, Prince Harry was given a bit of advice from well-wishers. So it got us thinking, what do you wish someone would have told you before having your baby? Or what advice would you give Prince Harry before having his first? All of that and more coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. It is Pulse 95 and it is Life Beats this morning. Hello and welcome. And uh, with us in the studio, we missed you last week, is Anissa Asharif. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you too. You had workshops last week. You were yeah. extremely busy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is part of the work that you do as a conscious parenting expert. Um, and you do run workshops, which are very popular. And today I want to hear all about it. What happened? Oh, that was really, really good. Um, now, so we try every year at least to get someone um, who has more experience than me from the hand in hand community. And it's always a good chance for our community here in Dubai to be exposed to um, different thinking, uh, fresh ideas, and the sense of community, the energy last week was amazing. We had four workshops in three days. It was like really intense, but it was really transformational. It was really good. And I'm still in that energy. It's hard for me to come back to reality. Incredible. Tell us, uh, Anissa, about some of the things that you guys covered in these uh, Mm -hmm. workshops, because this really kind of touched upon uh, some of the biggest parenting issues that a lot of us face. Yeah, actually, this was designed. We had a a three days workshop last year and this year we've designed it um, according to the request that we got from our community here. So we've sent a survey and said, which uh, of these, we send a list of uh, challenges and we ask people to give opinion on uh, which challenges they want to address this year. And we came up with three main challenges, which is sibling rivalry, mm. which is a big theme. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the biggest workshop, the uh, the biggest number we had was um, in the workshop uh, around being more patient. Mm. Apparently, yes. this is a, good, a big challenge for mo- many of us. And then how to manage differences in parenting, which... Um, in this workshop, we talked about uh, what happens when uh, our partners, our families, our communities doesn't really um, get our parenting approach. Yep. Right. And how to manage these differences in a positive way uh, instead of turning it to um, areas of conflict. And then on the third day, the evening session was uh, about the listening partnership, which we talked about a little, I think, last week, yes, was it? Yes. Or the week before. Um, and how to use this tool, 
how to help yourself uh, grow and build more awareness and where to get listening partners and how to form them. And we learned a few really interesting strategies. I love how it. How to support each other. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, from the parents that you saw there as well, tell me about the kind of the some of the maybe specific challenges mm-hmm. um, that they kind of came with to the workshop and wanted to work through. Yeah, I guess the thing that really stands for me now after last week is um, how we all struggle to work with our triggers. So that was a big theme in the workshop. And one of the um, kind of uh, wise advices or recommendations that we got from our expert, Ruji, uh, who was uh, running the workshops, was to accept that it's not our fault that we get triggered. And sometimes we won't be able to change the fact that we um, get angry and snap out at our kids and um, that we need to just think of ways to manage this and to direct it away from the kids. So instead of like shouting at them, we can uh, use some strategy to playfully release our anger somehow in a different direction not towards them and the analogy that she used um in in this regard was there there might be a big um, rock in in the middle of the river and we can't remove it we need just to figure out how to create the flow around it not to make this stop us so one of and the th- not try to yeah. kind of like smash through it as well. Exactly. Which is what we kind of do when we shout, when we, yeah. you know, react. Yeah. And there's lots of guilt, a lot of guilt. This is, every parent knows this. We shout, we yell, we, we punish, and then we feel extremely guilty afterwards. But if, if we can't forgive ourselves for our shortcomings as human beings and for our triggers, it's so hard to um, work around them. If I keep just blaming myself for being a bad parent, a bad parent all the time. I wouldn't have any energy to to think of different ways of managing my anger. Mm. So one of the techniques that comes to my mind now, and she really used brilliantly, we had lots of role play in these workshops. So we would act out uh, the situations that we, the challenges that we have with our kids. And um, in one of the situations where Juji was acting out as a frustrated parent. She started talking to a picture on the wall. Like said, maybe you have a picture of your grandparent in your house or someone. So instead of shouting at your kid, you can just direct your anger towards this image and say, oh my God, I'm so tired of this kid. He doesn't <laughs> stop nagging. And this way, it just allows you to get all of the negative energy, but without directing it to the child who's still nagging on your head. Right, right, But right. you can direct your <laughs> anger and frustration to your dog, to a picture that you have on the wall and just let this energy Poor get dog. out of you. I yeah. hope it's not the dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> exactly, just, you know, choose a, a picture and just kind of go at it. Yeah, exactly, exactly and so, just go at it. Yeah, I love that. An example I want to come back in it. just a moment and uh, talk a bit more about what you covered uh, in these workshops and, and this idea of tri- triggers 
is mm-hmm. just a really important one as well. And uh, we're going to explore that further with Anissa Sharif, conscious parenting expert. If you've got a question for Anissa, don't forget you can send it in. 4215 is the text number, or you can do it. Uh, we are here on social media as well. You can reach us there. More to come on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. We're talking triggers this morning triggers for parents uh, what triggers you what gets you going with your kids and uh, how do you stop it um i love the idea what you said earlier um anisa about the fact that you can't blame yourself for the triggers that you already have but there are ways of dealing with them and uh, you know this is all of course related to the idea of parenting more patiently yes um and yeah you were saying something really interesting that we think of that the whole idea of being patient as mm-hmm. that there's like a destination we need to reach yeah. that land of patience uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not a very uh, good way of thinking about it because let me put it this way if you have all your um, needs met so if you're relaxed if you're happy if you're not tired if you've eaten well slept well, it, if all of this met, you will naturally be more patient, mm. right? So it's not about being more patient or reaching to that destination. It's more about getting your needs met. And when you do that, when you get your needs met, you will be more patient, all right? So... um say you're so tired you haven't slept well and your child started nagging okay you snap in no time because you're tired or you're hungry you haven't eaten well um, maybe you taken your child to the park and you felt hungry and you're like okay i'll wait i'm not gonna um go home now he's enjoying and you're sacrificing you're, you're sacrificing your need for them and then they start a tantrum and you snap because you're so hungry, you're so tired, and you've been waiting and sitting here for them. And then they're not appreciating all of that. Do you see the dynamic yeah, that happens? For sure. But if you put your needs as well uh, and um, kind of um, as a priority, that's not selfish. You will have more patience with your children. If you felt hungry and you said, okay, kids, it's time to go home. Or if the moment you feel you can't cope with it, instead of pushing your needs, you just give them a priority in that situation. You'll be naturally more um, patient with, their, with, with your kids. So yeah. it's about identifying your needs, getting them met. And then, as we uh, said uh, before, identifying your triggers and direct your anger, your frustration away from your kids using humor, using, I don't know, time out for you as we spoke before. That's one of my favorite things that time out isn't for the kids, it's for you as a parent. Um, And yes, to remember that one as well, to just kind of, you know, go into that space where you just can just get it all all out and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. You, You need to think of yourself as an important um, factor in this parenting uh, equation, let's mm-hmm. say. 
especially if you've had a, a really bad morning, uh-huh. you've been stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have and to, you, to, you need to, to get it all this. out. You need to deal with all of that and get it out. Because, yeah, and just to kind of realize that it's not all whatever they've done. Um, think about as well what's going on for you and, and take care of your needs. Sometimes we don't get to, you know, have that the luxury of taking care of our own needs. It can be difficult for parents. It can. Especially, especially if you're a new parent, right? Yeah. And you're sleep deprived and you have a, a little human being attached to you 24-7. Oh, But asking, those days. asking for help is not a bad idea. Really? Asking for help is not a bad no, idea. And it, it does not make you a bad parent. No, it doesn't. It, it makes you a better parent. It gives you more energy. You need to take care of yourself. Speaking of um, uh, being a good parent and being a first-time parent as well, I was just talking to a friend yesterday mm-hmm. um, whose baby is now a, a couple of months old oh, and they're not getting sweet. any sleep. <laughs> it's tough. It is yeah. really tough. It is but tough. Yeah, something that I I want to put to you um, next, Anissa, is all about Prince Harry. He's going to be having oh, his right. first baby yeah. in the spring, <laughs> uh, him and Meghan Markle. And uh, the whole world is excited about that. But uh, as we know, it, mm-hmm. it's very exciting, but it can be really daunting as well. And it can just kind of hit you like a freight train when you have a baby True. and you realize mm-hmm. how difficult it can be. I want to put to you next the question of, you know, what do you wish that you were told before you had kids. Mm. So hold your answer. Think about it for a minute. (laughs) Think about your answer as well. Send it in to us, 4215 on text lines, or you can do it uh, via social media as well. And uh, yeah, on Pulse95 Radio. And don't forget to tag us on Life Beats as well. Um, Yeah. So what is it? What is that one thing that you wish that you were told before you'd had your kids? That's next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. I love this so much. So um, I just saw that there was uh, this thing where Prince Harry was out to um, a rugby match over the weekend. Uh, and uh, a well-wisher uh, there at the rugby match, uh, Damien Orton, um, was passing by uh, Prince Harry and he wanted to give him a little bit of, uh, you know, a few well wishes yeah. as well. This is what he said to him. He said, uh, just as uh, he was going, I wanted to wish him well. Uh, it's the greatest adventure. He's talking, of course, about uh, Prince Harry having uh, his baby. baby. First baby that they're going to be having him and Meghan Markle um, in the springtime. And uh, he said, it's the greatest adventure. Every day is new. Um, so uh, he said, we all respect him. He's a, a marvel example to everybody and gives so much of his life to other people. It's nice to be able to give a thanks to you uh, occasionally as well. Um, yeah, he's just, it, it's so interesting. It got me thinking as well um, when I saw that. W- what would you tell somebody who's just about to have their baby, their first baby, the first time? And what would you have wanted someone to tell you hmm. before having your baby Anissa I'm going to put this question to you oh well I've learned that the best advice to give to someone who's having a baby is not to give any advice (laughs) (laughs) so well said well said it's a very unique journey for every person and 
you can talk about your experience if you wish what having a baby meant for you but i guess any advice is not gonna uh, it's not a good idea I guess. <laughs> just don't tell them anything no, because people need less advice i guess i think it's nice though i i actually like damien's um it's not not really advice but you know just talking about the fact that it is an adventure and yeah. um it is going to be completely new every day yeah. and I'm, what he said was not an advice it was a just uh, stating some facts maybe it is an adventure would you have wanted somebody to tell you anything about having a baby before having it well, I had lots of people telling me lots of stuff, and I read many books, but <laughs> nothing worked. I mean, I had to learn it nothing useful. the tough way, and I had to have the baby first in order for anything to make sense, if, if that makes sense. Do you know, I love this. Um, this is from Mesa, who has said, um, people who say to enjoy every second are unrealistic. Oh, gosh, yes. She has four of them now, mashallah. I mean, if, yeah, if you can, it's a good thing to have. And But it's not like, oh, you know, like a fairy tale kind of enjoy the moment. Mm. It's through accepting that it's challenging and accepting that it's tough and being able to laugh at your, um, you know, triggers and at your uh, shortcomings and, and, and the tantrums that you and your kids both will have. Um but it is tough and there would be moments like anything in life it's not going to be all like rosy and nice and there would be moments where it, it's going to be tough and you're going to be out of your mind but i mean that's part of any relation i guess and i would say um something that i didn't realize until i had two mm-hmm. is that um <laughs> don't think you figured it out after the first one Oh, no, not after even the fourth or the fifth. Every, <laughs> every child comes with their own challenge. And that's something I didn't realize uh-huh. until I had two when, yeah. you know, they come out completely different. Mm-hmm. And then um, you kind of freak out because you just feel like, well, this is a whole new experience mm-hmm. and I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And it, every, it just makes child. you look like um, a rookie yeah. second time around. It gives you more, um, it toughens your skin if we have to put it in this way you can't put it in this way it yeah it gives you more um and in the, on the general level what to expect you know you know that you're not gonna get any sleep uh, for example you know that it's hard you you know kind of the the big titles but uh, yeah every child is different and uh, and you can you can reach to this point of enjoyment i'm not i don't want to um picture it as a horrible experience or anything no it is a, a very rewarding experience it's an amazing thing and it's an amazing journey but it's the journey mm. and it has the tough moments and the good moments and we have just the, the fact that we accept this and we pre- we are prepared mentally that it's gonna be tough at sometimes and um, that that's a good place to start with and i guess for moms especially and we were talking about this a little in the break um when when we have a baby okay they everybody takes care of you when you're pregnant and then the moment you have the baby it stops being anything about you and it's all about the baby but mothers also need lots of taking care of 
you've been going through tremendous changes physically emotionally and your hormones are all over the place mm-hmm. and you're tired and you're you're trying to figure out what's gone what's going on and uh, the fact that we don't pay lots of attention to moms after they give birth is something that we need to think of as societies and communities uh, a little bit more um, and provide the support and emotionally and physically uh, to moms so they can be uh, operating better because it's that thing of um you know we and the royals particularly um wants to do that you know you, you, we always see the duchess of cambridge a few hours after she's just given birth i don't know how how they do it or like how that happens but you know she's standing out there in front of the hospital baby in hand mm-hmm. wrapped up mm-hmm. her hair is done she's looking spectacular and it just kind of makes you think as a new like when when you think back to your own experience of being a new mum, mm-hmm. you go there is no way i would have been out there on you know on the street of course they have probably an army dumb. of people who can support so she can stand and, and have that picture i taken. couldn't stand what are we talking about like couldn't yeah. stand and, after i mean that experience. It's, it's not fun being a princess i guess you have to know. do a lot of things that people expect you to do and that i i don't know if, if go she was, a lot if she was uh, really happy with the idea of posing in front of pictures maybe she was dreading it we'll never know it's interesting to to think about that i wonder um do you know it's funny because my daughter um always asks me um she says you know mom how hard was it to have me she's 12 now uh-huh. um you know how difficult was it how much pain did you go through when i go it was a lot I can't really tell you. Um, and she goes, oh, I'd never want to have kids. And I say, well, I would do it all again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because of, you know, of her. Yeah. For it's, both it's of them. Amazing. You I would mean, do it again. It's amazing. They bring really lots of love to your life. And for me, at least, I I never realized that I can love someone that much. It's kind of discovering an area that I never knew existed in my heart. And that's a very rewarding journey. We talk a lot about how difficult it is, but it's rewarding as well. It's so rewarding that the chance that you're seeing a human being with all of these raw emotions and um, kind of natural reflects or reflections and, and, and they're full of wisdom, really full of yes. wisdom. We can learn a lot from kids. If we listen and if we kind of let go of that control of wanting to shape them and tame them, they they are born with their own wisdom and we can learn from that big time. It really is astonishing because you think to yourself, oh, I have to know the answer to everything and yeah. I have to be able to to do everything and, and know and, and guide this child but actually yeah. they teach you so much more yeah and they're born with this uh, ability to know what's good for them mm. so if, if we give up the idea that we know better yeah and we just follow the child's lead most of the time they'll teach us how to respond to them and how to help them with their needs and wants and for me the biggest the biggest thing that I'm still learning is to slow down The, to just stop rushing 
and enjoy the small things in life. Enjoy the small things. Yeah. I love that so much. And be in the moment. And be exactly moment. and be in the moment. We're just uh, going to come back in a moment um, with uh, Anissa and do it. We're going to be talking a little bit more about a topic that we um, haven't touched on before. Mm-hmm. We're going to touch on it uh, today, but I have a feeling that we need a whole show on this. Mm-hmm. Sibling rivalry next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Oh my goodness. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> oh, the conversations off air. Honestly, we started, we, we started talking about um, sibling rivalry. <laughs> This is a topic that we want to tackle here on the show, Anissa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, you said to me, because you have one child, bless her beautiful heart. Um, so you're like, oh, I don't have any experience in this, you know, from a parental perspective. But <laughs> goodness, you have a lot of experience in this when it comes to actual siblings. You're one yeah. of Nine. how many? Nine. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> That's incredible. What was that like? I mean, I was the eldest, so I was always expected to be behaving well and taking care of the youngest that's the problem but we fought a lot but see the the, the good <laughs> thing sally that we're all alive we haven't <laughs> killed each other you know so we think as parents and again i'm not i'm i'm talking theoretically i don't have i don't have more than one child and but all the advice that i hear from uh, good um, coaches and my mentors that you have to let go of the idea that you need to fix it between them. You have to just try to keep them safe and be the sun that shines your love on them. If they are full of love and they've um, kind of got the chance to let out their frustration with you, like we talked before holding this pl- space for them, they'll be able to communicate and show their love to each other. But even if you didn't do that, they're not going to kill each other. So, <laughs> so I guess are that's... Are you sure? Because sometimes I look at mine and well, I think, oh my goodness, they are going to kill each other. And I have to... But you know what? This holding the space thing, I've mm-hmm. said this to you before. It has, It's worked. Yeah. And it works. And you're right. And you just kind of have to be there mm-hmm. and just to make sure that they know that you love them, you support them. Yeah. And you get that they're going through a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, Your love is enough. Yeah. Your love is really enough to help them figure out what's going on for them. And when somebody, like we said in the beginning of the show, if he, all your needs are met, you will be more patient and you will be kinder. And that applies even to kids. If all their me- needs are met, and if they know and trust that you're there for them and they are, you know, nourished with your love mm. and the connection that you're able to provide them, they want to be good to each other. They want to love each other. They can't because there are lots of things that's in between and we need to help them to process these things. It's all about taking care of yourself first. Yep. Do you know that? Have you heard that saying? Bil-Arabi? In Arabic, it's um, it says Exactly. It's like you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got it, you can't give it. No. 
And I think that's a great way to end it today. Anissa Sharif, amazing as always. Um, But yeah, we definitely need to have a show on sibling rivalry. And also, I think, um, you know, being a new mum, being a new parent as well and what that can do to you as well. And, And to make sure that new parents have that support as well. That's yeah. that's vital, I think, because sometimes you can feel like you are the only one going through it. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, feeling the support and seeing the support and hearing the support is a big one. True. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time, when we sure. have you on again, this will be on the podcast as well. Um, so uh, yes, please do follow us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts for the Life Feeds podcast, and you can listen back to today's conversation. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.